Bush and Ridgie here with your Hometime Show podcast. Can I just share a bit of amazing news that I've just had uh, with everybody, with the group, before we get going? I know people are getting booked in for their jabs and all that kind of thing, and I think a few people are just starting to pencil stuff in as we step out into the daylight, twitching the other side of this year-long apocalypse. I've had a date through for my first proper haircut in ages. <laughs> uh, how long? How much longer are you having to wait for it? It's April the 14th. I'm going to be going to see Brad Hudson round the corner at Hudson and Sons Barbershop. And I feel bad for them because they still have like Christmas decorations in the window. Remember, we all had to like pack up really mm. quickly at Christmas. It's a bit like that around their place. We've just got it all sorted out. Can't wait to go around there again. And uh, my hair has got to the stage now where it's like, um, it's like if you're going to go to an old like French cottage, you might have a springy mattress. That's what the top of my hair is like. It, it is unbelievable. I look like Virginia Wade. <laughs> uh, over the last over the last year i've had i've now had five covid cuts from uh, from my wife i mean wow. one i thought was going to be too many but i can't believe it's been as many as this i'm jealous that's i it, you've made me think that i need to uh, i need to get a date in for mine uh, because they're all going to get start getting booked up well, this is it. It's FOMO. What got me doing it? Because I was panicking, say, thinking to myself, oh, no, I'm not going to get a haircut. Imagine that. There's a huge backlog in haircuts and I can't get my haircut until next Christmas. So I ended up booking it. So get involved now and give yourself something to look forward to. So look, if you're a tradesperson or you've got a tradesperson in, stop what you're doing for a second. This is important. We've got a question for you. Bit of a backstory. Uh, I've got decorators in at the moment. Richie's got builders on going on in his house. So there's stuff going on behind the scenes at the moment. Uh, as for our decorators, lovely bunch of chaps. Uh, one of them's working away diligently in our bedroom. He's been doing it this week. They're getting it redone after ages. Uh, and I've been making him teas and coffees during the course of the week. Uh, and Katie and I have been talking about him like he's our third child because I was going to take him up some biscuits earlier on today. And she said, no, don't take any up. And I was like, why? Uh, she said it'd spoil his appetite as it was nearly lunchtime. He's a fully grown man. He's not six. But anyway, that's by the by. Um, over the course of the average working day, would love to know what is the guidance on how many teas you make for a tradesperson because it's quite hard to feel like sometimes you're you're not treating them right do you know what i mean so is there like a, a teas per day or tea per hour index that we can work from so people know where they stand guidance here would be really important because this is something that bush and i are both struggling with at the same time uh i made uh, the uh, the gentleman at uh, our house a cup of coffee this morning at 8 a.m the moment he turned up, all right, I'm still having my That's breakfast. Nice. I made him a coffee. 8 a.m. We then went out for a walk this morning. Not me and the trace person, but... Um, <laughs> That'd be nice, just down by the river. <laughs> me, Natalie and Rocco. And um, uh, got, some, uh, got some snacks uh, on, the, uh, on the high street to go with uh, sort of like coffee mid-morning. Got back home and then Natalie goes, Oh, no, we didn't get him a treat. Should have got him a treat. And I'm like... I made him a coffee at 8 o'clock this morning. He's fine, you know. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, no it's, it's not fair, us coming back with something and him not having something. So what's, what, what is the rule here? There doesn't seem to be anything hard and fast. I put this up on Twitter, Bush, and uh, Des says, for example, every other hour. Biscuits are oh. optional, but after three days, you should upgrade to Mr Kipling. That's going to break me if that's the rule. That is unbelievable. I mean, the thing is with biscuits, if you start with biscuits, then you've got to keep going with biscuits because you can't start with biscuits mm. and then suddenly stop giving biscuits it's like you're trying to punish them for something or giving them a, like a message that you're not happy with the work that they're doing so you need to think long term about this spike says we talk about people like you one an hour <laughs> and leave the packet of biscuits with us please i was going to say is that 
is that it then in terms of what they're getting? Because I mean, I've made a few today. You just do the one coffee, and then that's them done. Is that right? <laughs> that's that's what's happened from? today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, swings and roundabouts. Here's an interesting thing. Pete says, show them the kettle, give them cups and bags, and say, help yourself when you want one. But Luke has then followed up, who's a tradesperson, and says, I'd never ever make myself tea in someone else's house. Uh, we've got Rob the Builder on the line. Rob, what's your take on this, my friend? Well, you know, bring it on, I guess, really. I mean, this morning I was uh, two bacon butties. I reckon I probably had a coffee every hour. Well, where are you working? The Holiday Inn? <laughs> no, I'm in Wakefield. <laughs> but I've never heard anything. Hey, bacon butties, first thing. That's. Uh, what do you think of Richie, then? One coffee, first thing, then that's your lot from Richie. Yeah, well, we didn't turn, isn't there, really? But, you know... <laughs> Anything I mean, else I'm, we I'm should quite, bear in mind? I'm quite domesticated. I'm not. I'm not against making one for myself if if that really needs to happen. But obviously, you know, fish and chips on a Friday that that moves you into the top echelon. Um, wow! And obviously, a cheeky beer, maybe. Two, I'm so sorry. What, you're, so on a Friday, if you're at my house on a Friday, you're after fish and chips and a cheeky beer. <laughs> fish and chips, lunchtime, cheeky beer, just as, just as we go. Are we yeah. dating or what? What's going on? This is ridiculous. Well, anything's possible, you know. Mate, I'm having <laughs> walls knocked down. I don't want. I don't want my tradespeople drinking. Yeah, but no. As, as we leave, as we leave, and, and obviously it'll be reflected in in the price. So you know. Oh. It's, it's, you need to see it as an investment, basically. <laughs> I think the pennies just dropped for Richie. Now, you, now you've got his attention with the uh, the bill dropping. That's right. It's called buying friends, really. I suppose. There you go. You hang, the, hang on there, Rob. I'll get your number. <laughs> <laughs> Is this for the date or work? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, it's, it's, I suppose it's the normal demands of a, of a rock star joiner, basically. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. That was brilliant. Good to talk, Rob. Take care. Nice one. All good. Uh, Graham in Bebbington says, "Lads, I feel guilty." I bought a bargain basement uh, pack of bickies for the workers and some expensive biscuits for me and the missus. I peeled the bargain sticker off. <laughs> uh, this this could be an interesting one. Uh, Kev is hanging on. He's the boss of a building company. Uh, what are your rules, Kev? Right, we have one cup of tea in the morning and I tell the customer not to give them any more because it will slow the fellas down. And I can't have people slowing down. <laughs> Don't give them too wow. much stuff. Don't offer them this, that and the other, because they'll take it and expect it every day of the week. Wow, what a slave driver you are. Do you walk around in, uh, in uh, like, grey khaki outfit with a leather whip, like someone out of Indiana no, Jones? A leather whip? No, I use, only use that at night time. Yeah, you, you know, you, you can't give them too much to say expect it every day. So, Kev, yeah. my behaviour of offering the 8am coffee and then nothing since, that, that's, nothing. that's textbook. It's, it's what I do, because I don't want people expecting stuff and slowing down. Well, so. and, and what, do you, what do you think about these people who are making them, you know, baking sarnies and tea on the hour every hour? What's your take on that as a boss? Well, you can't, give, you can't feed them. I know the cats are shut, but why should you feed them? <laughs> you bring your pack lunch. Get money to make it if you have to. I'm 35 years old and money makes me a lot. Mummy come round in the bit and wipe me bum for me. You know? Grow up, you little people. <laughs> I nearly said a square. But yeah, you know. What do you do? Kev. <laughs> Don't give them anything. Let them get on with it. You're paying for a fucking job. Oh, excuse me. Paying for a job. Ah, there he goes. <laughs> he can't yeah, help sorry. himself. He can't I, 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 you know, I really can't. I'm a builder and I, I scratch my stuff and like swear and point and things, you know? Love it. <laughs> Great, Kev. Thank you so much. Take care. You're top men. Look out yourself. 
Bush mentioned uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, census uh, this weekend. Got your envelopes yeah. through. You got yours through, Bush. You know what you're doing? <laughs> I don't know where the envelope is, but I'm definitely going to find it before <laughs> I get taken to prison. It's what is it? I don't even know what it is properly. It's I, I, my understanding of it is, is um, they do it, is it every five or ten years? Can't exactly be certain of that. Uh, I should have listened. Uh, but I think the answers that you give uh, help them decide on things like, uh, like you know, whether you need new roads or whether there's going to be like a new railway built or that kind of stuff. It just helps them plan things because then they know what's going on, I think. Is this the Doomsday Book? Is this a modern Doomsday Book? Is that what we're yeah, doing here? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, some sort. Of, yeah, good history knowledge. Yes. Thank you very much. I mean, I mean, that is that. That's fine and everything. It's quite boring, though, isn't it? I do think the census is a bit of a missed opportunity. We were chatting about it earlier on. Once in, a, in every ten-year opportunity to ask some questions. Uh, there are loads of questions about life's little mysteries that would be brilliant to get answered in the census, rather than stuff about you know roads and buses and stuff. Think about it, right? What mysterious but unimportant things about life would you like to ask in the census so you might get an answer on? For example, uh, why is it that one bit of pasta always drops into the sink when you're draining pasta through, <laughs> say, a colander or something like that? I hope there's an answer I'd love an to get an answer on that. Is there anything that you would like to find out, Richie? Oh, definitely. I, I would. Too. I would like to know how many lines in a week do you get on average? I, I want that chucked in just to, just to work out whether I am <laughs> on par or below or above and then, then I'll change my expectations. But how many lines a week do you get on average? That would be a good question to find out. That's it. I mean, whether it's just trying to find out about life's little mysteries or just pry into what other people get up to. Joe, what do you need answering on the home time census? Yes, I have. I'd like to know why you only catch your sleep on a door handle when you're in a hurry or if you're really annoyed. <laughs> just, it's a bit of a ropey line, so just in case you didn't catch that, you'd like to know why you always catch your sleeve on a door handle only when you're in a hurry or when you're in a bad old mood. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that is a question that I'm sure our producer would love to know because he is the king of, uh, shall we say, rushing out of a room in a mood and uh, the number of times that happens to him. So uh, this is an important question to get answered. And, and, and forever putting holes in things as well because of it. And yeah, I tell you, have you, ever, have you ever done the one where you've caught a belt hoop on the corner of something? Oh, no, I've not done that. That's next level, that is. That is next level. <laughs> Catching a hoop of your, of, your, of your jeans or your belt hoop in the corner or something when you're going to leave a room, it's the worst thing ever. I think that's a question that gets unlocked if you answer yes to the first one. Thank you very much uh, if uh, you were one of those who got uh, involved last night in our home time watch-along, which was great fun. Uh, we were all watching uh, Ghostbusters together, uh, tweeting along together and enjoying it very much. Uh, and one of the best things about watching Ghostbusters, and the thing I'd forgotten, is just what amazing kit they had. The Ghostbusters had some amazing kit. Who didn't want a proton pack and that boiler suit back in the 80s? It's an amazing thing. And weirdly enough, whilst we were watching the film all together, listener, a listener called Simon got involved. He sent us a little tweet of a video of something that he'd made uh, about the Ghostbusters movie because he's such a fan of it. And we've uh, got Simon on the line now because you guys need to hear this. Simon, uh, welcome to Home Time. How are you doing? Did you enjoy the movie last night? Yeah, great. I mean, as ever, it's a classic, isn't it? Probably one of the first movies I saw as a kid. So, yeah, Ghostbusters, who doesn't like it? Now, Simon, you, you sent us an amazing video of uh, something that you had made. Just tell us about how you came to end up making this thing and the, the backstory to it. Sure. So, um, years ago, I took my family to a Halloween party, and my son, Tom, who must have been about eight at the time, wanted to dress as a Ghostbuster. And I thought, why not? So I bought myself a costume as well. Um you know, it didn't cost much money, and to be honest, it was pretty rubbish. So I thought, next year, let's do it properly. So I started searching online, 
what I needed to do it properly. And I ended up heading deeper and deeper down this rabbit hole, which was full of other middle-aged men who also wanted to dress up as Ghostbusters. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So you ended up making uh, the Proton Pack. is an amazing thing. If you happen to be on Twitter at the moment, at Absolute Radio, we've we've retweeted it so you can see it. Uh, And it's it's like uh, every childhood dream come true. Tell us about how you made this Proton Pack. Yeah, so um, I suppose for folks my age, it's either a motorbike or a proton pack, and um, for me it's definitely the proton pack. And I searched around, and I found this guy down in Kent um, called Ben, who makes these fiberglass shells, and it's like a giant airfix kit, um, but with lots and lots of drilling and sanding down and then gluing bits and bolting it together. The whole pack weighs about 20 kilos. Wow. Um, and then you paint it, and then you've got to weather it so that it looks old and you know, get your screws and bolts all rusty. I mean, it's, it's really a labour of love. But the problem was where to draw the line, and you know, we ended up ordering custom electronics coming in from America and handmade cable looms. I mean, it is so nerdy. It really, really is. You know, but it, people strive to get the most accurate-looking proton pack, and you know, I thought in the end, you know, enough is enough. And I, you know, I'm I'm pretty happy with it now. It, it looks great. It sounds great because obviously it plays music, makes sounds, and does all that as well. Simon, if we're talking things coming uh, from across the Atlantic to put this together, here's the question. How long did it take you to put this together and how much has it set you back? So, okay, so the amount of time, it was months. I was waiting for certain things to be made and to be sent across. The electronics are only made about twice a year. Um, and as for the cost, my wife's listening, so I'm, I'm not going to tell you that. Fair enough. Discretion. I think you've answered well, it by not answering it. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, it's an amazing thing. I would urge anyone to have a look on our Twitter, like I say, at Absolute Radio. It's got blue flashing lights, and it looks the real deal. Literally looks like the real thing from the movie. Uh, when does it get an airing these days, then? Where is it in your house, and when do you bring it out? So, it's sitting in the spare room at the moment. It comes out definitely at Halloween, parties. I've done a couple of charity events with it as well. Um, as I say, it's very heavy, so, you know, not, not as much as I'd like to get out, but it's just heavy. You know, it, it really is. Simon, it's an incredible, I mean, you referred to it yourself, it's an incredible labour of love. Uh, we would love to hear from other Home Time listeners this evening if if they've gone on a labour of love themselves, uh, maybe they want to come clean about it, or uh, or it could be their other halves in the house who, <laughs> who want to just put them forward as well. We want to hear about it, but it's going to take quite something to come close to you. It's incredible. Thank you. Uh, this text here says, guys, I have a Blues Brothers car signed by Dan Aykroyd himself. That's my labour of love. That is very, very cool. Still linking back to uh, Ghostbusters as well with Dan Aykroyd. I'll tell you what, Bush, I don't know whether I'm reading too much into this. If he's saying that's his labour of love, it implies that the Blues Brothers car is breaking down a lot. Yeah, labour is the main word I picked out of that. (laughs) Well, he loves it, but it's a lot of labour. Speaking of cars that broke down a lot, do you remember this time yesterday we were talking to Paddy McGuinness? I got picked up by my dad, who was listening to the show, I quoted uh, that my dad said he used to have a Fiat 126. Dad texted me after the show and said, how dare you say I had a Fiat 126? It was a Fiat X19, thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Too late for Paddy, but hopefully uh, I have (laughs) managed to adjust my dad's image. The devil's in the detail. If you want to hear that full chat, we're going to be doing a special episode of our chat with Paddy McGuinness, a special podcast episode, and it'll be out on Saturday. So here's a question for you as uh, we uh, come to the end of this episode. Will you have had your hair cut by the time I next see you? 
That is a good point. I think I'll just be a couple of days in to being back in the studio before I go and get a haircut. So you will see me looking like sh- Sideshow Bob or whatever it is <laughs> before we get it sheared off. <laughs> I can't wait. Literally can't wait. I look forward to seeing you, but I want to see the hair first.